where the harder goes to die. <laughs> Is the hard 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 hard. <laughs> mm, there it is. Yes. The sweet dulcet tones <laughs> of our junkyard. The hype sounds of the junkyard. Hello, children. We, we are. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How do you do, everybody? <laughs> Ah, a little sippy sip of coffee. So we are doing our special Saturday morning hard junkyard. Uh, this week was the shits for recording. <laughs> it was not easy. Um, we were trying to yeah. get to this so badly all week. Trying to. Uh, so let's let's start off, caller. Caller, what do you want to say? <laughs> oh, Larry, this is death. I'm here for you. <laughs> Larry, you've been dodging me. Larry. I finally caught up to you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I left you 90 messages, Larry. Caller, I'm, I'm going to hang up on you now. Not today, Larry. <laughs> today I hang up on you, click. <laughs> That's right. In case you didn't know, Larry King's dead, everyone. And I don't know why we're celebrating. I, wait, yeah, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're celebrating that, but... Congratulations, Larry. Congratulations. You finally crossed that finish line, guy. You did it. Big day. <laughs> And that's the end of that. And that is the name of that tomb. So the Saturday morning junkyard is brought to you by the death of Larry King. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it struck me as it did. I, just was like, <laughs> I, I feel the need to lead with this. This is my story. But um, yes, yeah, so. I'm a good motivator. Yeah, and again, this I feel like it just fits into the WTF motif of the month. <laughs> what the fuck, Larry? What the fuck, Larry? Larry, you couldn't hold uh, out for Meatball Machine Kadaku? We that's all we want to do. One of the things I did when I started this show, how you know, when me and you, Chuck, when we started this, we said the one thing we wanted to do is to have Larry King hear our Meatball Machine show. Yeah. And the son of a bitch couldn't wait. He took it away now. Just You stole that from me, Larry. How dare you? <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Larry. You stole my ideas. You stole my dreams. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, so I think we really could just spend the next two hours <laughs> just, <laughs> fucking just roasting Larry King's dead body, be, beating up a dead man, freshly dead. They've been doing that for years, though. He's, I think he's he's been dead for years. They just finally realized it. Yeah, they just somebody like it caught up to him. It got to his beeper, and he was like, "What's this? <laughs> what, what's this say?" His old death nine one one call back. So, okay. His old dialogue brain an alphanumeric. <laughs> The one they can get messages on. Came so, over teletype. Yeah, so I get what. What did the teletype say? What is it? What's the ticker say, Marjorie? <laughs> it was a Western Union telegram. The guy fucking showed up on a horse. <laughs> Mr. King, here you go, sir. And so it's this obituary. Thank you, son. <laughs> Says here I should have been dead back in 1973. 
1903. <laughs> so, uh, so now we're here Saturday morning, um, bright and early. This it is a balmy 23 degrees out. Ooh, yeah, worse for me. So, those of you guys in the Northeast know that the uh, we're not. It's it's not really bad. It's the wind chill. So that's like being in Arizona saying it's not the heat. It's the humidity. It's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. So yeah, we have a dry cold. That's what's going on today. Yes. We have a dry cold. Um, and we seem to be short one person. I feel like maybe meatball machine a little out of their reach. A little, a uh, little too advanced. Maybe it might be. It might be. And I, again, there was no, there was no ride or die party to go on this one. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess the, I guess the plus side for this episode is that somebody didn't drag. Three other three people simps. down with them. Three other putzes. <laughs> we we spared a few folks this week. Actually, I wouldn't even say that because this was a good movie. I okay. Now let's let's get into this. Meatball Machine Part Two. Kadaku. Okay. Do we know what Kadaku is? I do not know what Kadaku is. I was I was hoping you did. I was I took the shot. I was like Chuck's gonna know, and he, and you failed. F minus Chuck. Sorry, F-. let me look it up. Um. So again, we uh, this movie, as everybody is, it's well, it has been well documented. I am a, a huge fan of Part One of me of the original Meatball Machine. It's you know this is like living anime. It's the best way I can describe this. And that might not be your cup of tea. I don't give a shit. It's my show. I can say what I want. <laughs> so <laughs> I can do whatever I want, motherfuckers. Yeah. So, uh, so what we, I guess I was, I was a little nervous too. I said, well, you know, what can we say about part two that we didn't say about part one? Yeah. That is not really an issue. It's kind of the same premise oh well no no don't get me wrong the premise is the same they are two totally different movies yeah execution is different yeah i'm going to i'm going to put this on the level of evil dead and evil dead 2 so we had evil dead where you know they scraped the money together from uh from dentists and lawyers and shit and they shot a movie then they got funded and had a, a studio yeah, and then they made part two. Now we're gonna make the movie we wanted to make, right? Because we have a little bit extra money. Yeah, with that first one, you know, and then you got you know your Bridget Fonda's and all that other shenanigans in uh, three and yeah, you you know where that where that goes. <laughs> you guys, know um, where it went. yeah, come on, let's not let's not be let's not kid ourselves, huh? Hey, Cookie, how about we quit playing all these games? <laughs> I feel like this episode is just going to be full of non sequitur <laughs> to other movies just, as well. Yeah, just random. As much like the movie, shit. just totally random shit. <laughs> so, again, um, this is a movie I found myself masturbating to quite a bit. Um, the Green Hats, I was a fan of. I was a fan of the Green Hats. Um, and I was a fan of the Secretary. We're going to get to that. We'll get to those. Yes. Um. 
I don't, I don't want to jump around because literally this movie does <laughs> enough jumping by it's, itself. It's hard to keep focused on what's going on. <laughs> really? This, is, this movie <clears throat> is ADD personified. Yeah. And I, I was... feel like this this movie is nothing but ADD. <laughs> um, like while they were filming it, he was. they were like, okay, what do you want to do? Okay, this is what we'll do. We're going to start off here. And we'll show uh, we'll show this church titty bar titty bar titty bar. <laughs> uh, do you want to finish filming this scene? Titty bar. <laughs> no boobies. Uh, boobies. Now again. And then somebody so, gets cut okay. in half, and then there are boobies again. So yeah, this was. I, I, let's let's call a spade a spade. There was much more toplessness in this. Yes. There was a lot more gratuitous nudity, which that that sometimes that's not people's cup of tea. <clears throat> yeah. um, those people are called uh, homosexuals. They're not into boobies. Let's be fair. I'm not. I'm not saying anything we outrageous or crazy. Call them prudes. Yeah, prudes too. Prudes, homosexuals. They don't like boobies. It, that's a fact. That is a fact, and I'm not making this up. It's not. A, it's not my opinion. <laughs> I've read it in, in medical journals and such. And yeah. that's that's what I'm. And I was told by a homosexual that they don't care for boobies. Yeah. Um. They do, however. Uh, the, 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 he was male, uh, and they do, however, like to look at female boobies. Uh, on occasion, and judge them. I didn't know that. So they have I, an opinion. I really didn't know that. Yeah, they. Oh, they have. Oh, fuck yes, they have an opinion. The homosexual community does have an opinion about boobies. They don't care to play with them or, or really do anything with them, except judge them. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, okay, man. Hey, that's that seems a tad unfair, but well, if that's your deal, it's your deal. Ju Chuck, I, I, we don't, we don't judge around here. No, we certainly don't. Yeah, so let's let's just tone that down. That 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 attitude of yours. Let's just tone it down. It's tone down the judgment. How, how dare you? That's not fair. Who are you to judge fairness, sir? <laughs> Speaking of fair and judging, uh, there, you have something else coming up, and we won't. We can't talk about it on air yet. But you have uh, you have your own judgments to worry about, sir. <laughs> That's right. Just yeah, you just take Jud it easy. <laughs> judgment coming. Yeah, judgment it's, it's, day. Yeah, so. What we're doing? Oh, we were doing a movie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> People <laughs> machine too. Larry so, King. Yeah, Larry King. Died. Boobies we, to the gays. Dead Larry King. Boobies. Add. There we are. So back in the room. Um, Meatball machine. Kadok. Um, we start off. Uh, we start off with the everyman, Japanese everyman, Yuji Nada. Noda. Now. Um, he is 50 years old. No, he is 50 years young. That's right. Just see, we start the movie off that way with you. You get to be in on, you get to be in on this chump's life. <laughs> this sad sex life. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, as much as I, I, you know, I liked him. I yes. liked Yuji. Uh, he was less of a putz than uh, our hero meatball machine one. Someone has his life together a little bit more. That's not saying well, he, a whole yeah, lot. Yeah. But. yeah. Um, all I kept thinking about, remember, uh, I believe it was from, might have been for, uh, it was either Birdemic or Manos with uh, Norman. For the uh, the opening, Norman, and you guys, uh <sighs> And they made the movies about that loser and, and you know, the, yeah. the pre-movies. 
I felt like Yuji was the Japanese Norman. Poor, uh, poor schlub. Whole, yeah, schlub. His whole life is a sigh. One continuous sigh. <clears throat> um, so we start off, and he is he obviously works um, as a collector, a bill collector in Japan. Yeah, he's a debt collector. And that's, like, I know we, you know, we call them telemarketers. <laughs> but <laughs> this guy has to go door to they, door. They have to send this poor bastard out in person. Yes. And he walks around. He's got his little tag on that says he's a fucking debt collector. So he's hated from the jump. And he shows up. He's all smiles. And it's everybody just shits on him because you don't respect people like that. So, so he basically he doesn't collect. He doesn't collect any money from these people because they give him excuses and and he there's just, always some kind of shenanigans. And he takes it. And he takes he, it and he walks away. And make matters worse, he goes into his own bank account. And takes, and takes the, his own money out to make it seem like he was actually collecting the debt money. So does that did that drive you nuts, or is that just me? I was going like, <laughs> I was like what are you doing? Insane. It was making me insane. He's draining so, his own bank account to do oh, this. So upset. But uh, what are you doing? So yeah, it's like, come on, man, come Gucci, on, what guy. are you doing, buddy? And it keeps saying, you know, you're almost up to your full, <clears throat> your max loan withdrawal, and you're like, ah. Oh. So this guy's life is the shit from the jump. Yeah. And he's got, I think, what was it? Like, he got a daughter who calls him up to ask for money. Was it his daughter or, or his, his mother? wife or his mother? Somebody. One of his family mother. members was calling him up. Well, that's the thing. He's not married. He, he was never married. He's not cool. Like, you're not – he's not cool enough to, to have a daughter. He is – it was his mom, and she's like, I need 1,000 yen. So now a thousand, no, a hundred thousand yen, which is a thousand bucks American, roughly. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's like, uh, I think the trend it was like nine hundred ninety bucks. So you're just like, oh fuck me, man. He's like, I just gave uh, you, gave you a thousand bucks already. And she was like, expenses, stop being cheap. You have a job. (laughs) And he just hangs up the phone and kind of is like, all right, I guess I do have a job, really. And you know, if it's his mom, you're like, all right, yay. Yeah, so you just Got like my job, and everybody at work treats him like shit. Well, okay, so that's the other one. So that's uh, that was fat bait number one was that secretary. I was digging her. <laughs> I was digging for some reason the secretary got me. So yeah, I don't cutting know. her hair. Um, yeah, she's just playing with her hair, like <laughs> it was so and then, weird. And then, his, and then his fucking skeezy boss reading manga and oh my god, and just. Being a dick. <laughs> so everybody is just shitting on him all but like, day. Okay, uh, the guy with the the, the the jackhammer guy. Yeah. Watch it, you idiot. You almost hurt me. <laughs> Meanwhile, the poor guy tripped because he was like doing something else. He was paying attention to something else. Yeah, he just bumped into it by accident. Yeah, he bumped into a cone. And he, yeah, he didn't even hit the jump. guy doing the jackhammering. So like, now here's the thing. In Japan, everybody is super nice to you. Like I, that, my experience was that everybody's super, super nice. <laughs> this world that has been portrayed in movies, I don't like it. <laughs> Everybody is just everybody's so mean, everybody's so, so angry. Yeah, and just bumping uh, into some. Hey, hey, watch it, idiot! Like, Jesus, relax. Like, whoa, guy, settle down. But like again, like this is what I mean. Like this was a situation where <clears throat> everything was just so anime over the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
the narrative that they were building and everything. It was all like anime over the top where like, this isn't real. Come on. Like <laughs> this couldn't be, this is the world that could only could be. exist in film. Right. Right. Um, the, yeah. So we go there and then he goes to um, the bookstore where he meets uh, Kaoru Mita. Yes. This cute, cute girl in the bookstore who, you know, she kind of takes a look at him and she's, she gives him a smile and, you know, the little kind of very polite, very, you know, like non, uh, non-committal smiles and, and, yeah. and kindness. Yeah, very, very much like the first film. We have this sort of like unrequited love where he likes her and he goes to this bookstore because he likes her. Right. Yeah, and now, he, wondering, does he, is it, is that the only reason he's going to the bookstore because he digs her or is this guy? So now here's, this is the thing. This is where I, I took a little bit of a deep dive now. So knowing some obscure stupidness of Japanese culture, okay, which I do, knew a little bit. So the Rakugo, uh, Rakugo, however you want to say it. So normally, I, I didn't know if this was maybe a joke like an inside Japanese joke that American audiences won't get. I, I, again, maybe I'm reading too much into it. So Rakugo is basically a form of theater where one person sits on a, <clears throat> a stage and they tell long, they basically tell long stories, but they're like, they're, they're comedians. Yeah. Right. But again, it's not exactly stand up comedy. But it's it's visual. There's always a visual involved, you know. Um, I was just thinking, would you? Is it almost kind of like a Spalding Gray monologue? Yeah, like a, like a yeah, like a, a one man show from Whoopi Goldberg when she did her Fontaine Diaries or whatever. Yeah, or like uh, John Leguizamo or something like that. Right, right. Where you need to see this because there's a visual component. And I thought maybe that was kind of the joke because he's buying these. <laughs> he's buying the cassette tapes of it. <laughs> He's buying cassette tapes of it and you, you like of this <laughs> of the Rakugo and you're like, is that it? And so like, OK, yeah, there's a slight like, oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. But it's kind of like, haha, this idiot's buying this cassette tape of visual. This is how funny. this is how worthless his life is. This is what this is. The positive in his life is he <laughs> buys these bootleg Rakugo cassettes. <laughs> Where he has to imagine the visuals going on. And he has to sit by himself and listen to this. This is only escapism. Right. So, you know, again, I was wondering, I'm like, is that what they're meaning? Or am I reading too far into it trying to be a cool kid? Um, but I, I don't know. I, well, I, I think I even, even amongst the show. complete hysteria of this kind of film, they do try to have some kind of message in there. To try to work in something like some sort of social commentary. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. And it's like, ah, I don't think this was necessary, but <laughs> I guess you can put it in. If you guys really feel the need to, okay. <laughs> I'll get I'll get to a comparison I thought about with this movie when we get into it a little bit more, and I'll let you know. Okay. Um. So, this whole time while we're setting up, we're we're probably a good twenty minutes in. And we, he keeps every now and then Yuji just grabs his stomach and he's like, Oh, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and he gets to his house and he takes a shit and there's blood in the toilet, like yeah. a giant amount of blood in the toilet. <laughs> like he had like, yeah, like he had 
fucking cleaned an animal in his toilet. Yeah, like he gutted a rabbit in his <laughs> toilet. And they cut, they jump cut to him in a doctor's office. It's probably cancer. <laughs> You're like, what? So now our hero has some sort of stomach cancer. And they're like, we, we won't know until we do more tests. Uh, we might get it with surgery, but we can't tell. I think he said he what he had like a couple months. Yes, six months. To six live. months, something like that. So you're like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> this has already took the darkest turn. And this is this is where this is the first thing I thought of when I when that whole scene played out. So I don't know if you ever saw. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Akira Kurosawa films. Mm-hmm. Do you know the film Ikuru? Yes. This was Ikuru. Okay. Well, a, again. A, a guy with a shitty job who doesn't who's done nothing with his life is told that he's got cancer and he's got this short time to live and he wants to kind of prove he, he wants to live a life for the first time in his life with the rest of it that he has that's worth living yeah and so i thought like imagine they were setting that movie up and like this is the plot and then they handed the script off to a schizophrenic with a porn addiction <laughs> <laughs> And that's basically what you ended up with. That's tremendous. That, you know what? That's pretty good. And and there's a good chance that was a big influence. I again, I don't know. I'd, yeah. I'd love. To, but that just struck me. I'm watching. I'm like director about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I know this movie. <laughs> like, how do we go from that to what we're gonna get in the next half of this thing? Well, you know what? To be fair, it's like when you go to a Guar concert and they're you know cutting off like Bush's head and stuff. They're making a statement. Through their absurdity, they're making amazing statements. There's something there. Yes. There's a message. And that's what, that, that's what this movie really is, too. Um, the absurdity of all of this going on, there's a message involved much deeper than the blood, the gore, and the titties. It's very um, deep underneath. So uh, once, once Yuji finds out it's cancer, and he's kind of just walking around, and he's slamming down energy drinks. Yeah. Uh he talks to his boss, who is just a mean fuck, and he, the boss tells him, you come up with 500,000 yen tomorrow, or I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah. Not, not that you're fired, not anything yeah. like that. Just he never said, he never said your job is over. He's like, no, I'm going <laughs> to kick your no, ass. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And that's all he keeps putting over there. He's going to beat the shit out of Yuji. <laughs> Yuji's like, okay. Um, so now Yuji is sucking down energy drinks. It would have been awesome if it was Luca's aid. Oh man, what a, what a callback! <laughs> that been fucking awesome. That'd have been great if he's just chugging Lucas <laughs> by the fucking gallon. Shout out to BioZombie. Yeah, man, that was, uh, you knew someday I'd kill. I got a bottle of that somewhere. I used to. I used to. I had one for a long time, um, and things grew in it. Nice. Yeah. After I think it was after four years, uh, <laughs> I had black specks growing. In a, it. a real zombie uh, plague growing inside the. That'd bottle. have been great. Uh, me and my friend Greg, uh, there was a there was a twenty five dollar challenge to drink it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody took it. <laughs> nobody took that vet. Now that's worth uh, it for a potential end of the world scenario. <laughs> Yo, twenty five bucks, drink that. It's been sitting there for four years. Lucas aid, do it. No, twenty five bucks. Okay, I'll do it. But the bottle's crawling over on the counter under its own power. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. Welcome to the new age, folks. You're welcome. 
Um, okay, so there he is. He's he's drinking his his energy drinks and his stomach's ripping him up and gutting him. And, and he's just having. Uh, he's just fucking fed up. Yeah, so he goes on his, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to go get my money. Yeah, he has this moment where he's just like, well, if I got this much time left, I don't give a fuck anymore. And, yeah, and he completely... so he goes in and starts wrecking shit. Yeah. He goes in, the one old deaf man, and he's like, I know you can hear me. And he just fucking runs in the house, charges in, and just takes the money. <laughs> he just takes his money. Uh, then he meets the one guy, the guy with the nori. Yeah. He eats one a day. And his whole his whole his whole room is filled with newspaper. It's like the floor, it's covered, you know, the walls, the floor, windows. Ceiling. Yes, but no explanation. He's just it's just it's just him. And he's he's sitting there in his dirty tank top, and he just eats one sheet of nori a day. And you're just like, what? <laughs> so like, I don't know. Maybe that's like a, a weird fetish thing, or I don't know. Maybe that's a know. joke. It's Japan. It's another joke. I don't get. Yeah, some poor people eat one thing of nori a day. Yeah, I don't know. Dead beats. I don't know. Um, so the green hats come on. They do the la 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 song, which I love. I was looking for it. I didn't. I didn't find it. I I, I don't know why. I love that song. So like the, it's oh. so the girls with the green hats they got the um they got the street paint like the like what you use to right. paint the lines on a street yes and they're walking through just they're just walking around uh, throughout the entire beginning of this movie they're there and they're walking around and they're just painting lines on the ground and they don't explain don't it yeah yes. and nobody nobody notices it and nobody seems to care everybody's pretty Except apathetic Yuji. for it yeah he's the only one who sees them walking about right and they keep bumping into him all over the place. And she just starts with this la 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 song, <laughs> and it's on. It's just catchy and it's cool. But then they start with these weird anime cuts, like when they're all dancing and shit, and you're like, "What's happening?" Yeah. And that to me, that's when it got like super anime. Like just the, I guess the the whole vibe was just silly. Yeah, when you when you get to these kinds of movies where like they have like an obvious anime influence, yeah. like you see how ridiculous anime works when it's in a real life setting. In a, yeah, in a live action setting. But it's they, all played completely straight. The fact that he was like he's on the swing and he's like hop, 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 and he's like doing the little kicks and shit and you're like <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> but again, like now this is the scene where like we're in this situation of these these jump cuts and they're showing the the green hat girls and and Yuji and you're just not sure what the hell is going on. Oh, and also they're showing the bottle flying through space. Yes, so now there is a giant uh chemistry bottle uh with the two valves and it's just kind of hovering it's like hurtling at, towards earth through space. But you again no other context. You have no idea yeah. why or what's going on. It's just it's just out there, and it's just making and it's, its way towards, towards Earth, right? And and there and you're meeting basically you're meeting everybody in this neighborhood. Yeah, so, they they set up all the characters. They set up the the two the couple that's obsessed with all, with Paris. Paris, the Paris hats. I thought um, initially they were supposed to be foreigners. Like that was them pulling the piss out I of like. I thought they were tourists. Yeah, like, like they were stand-ins for like tourists or foreigners in there because they have yes. the Paris hats on. 
Right, but and again, it, I feel like there's a culture thing that we're not understanding. Yeah, like they're just just two Japanese people completely into to it's like two, France. They're two Japanese Karens. That's what I think. <laughs> felt like they were. Um, so again, now we go back to this uh, forced perspective that almost that everybody in Jap- in Japan under the age of fifty is some sort of a rapist. Is that was I was I correct in that? In the- <laughs> Well, but in these two movies, yeah, they make it seem like there's no like literally there is like a man cannot exist without being lascivious and being like, oh, I like you. And just come with me. Let's go for a ride. I don't want to go. Let's go. The worst stalker pieces of shit, like forcing themselves on you, won't leave you alone. So this guy sits out in his car, his little Fast and the Furious car (laughs) out in front of the bookstore waiting for Kaoru. Yeah. So you're like, okay, he's obviously a bad guy because he just has that look. <clears throat> just leering at her through the window. He's just leering through a window for hours. Um, and then we have the scene where, like in Meatball Machine 1, he approaches Kaoru and forces himself on her and is like, we're going to go for a ride. She's like, no, I don't want to. He's like, no, we're going to go for a ride. So Yugi, Yuji sees this and is just like, I'm going to go help. He's going to step in. And he steps in. And he says, I'm a police officer. I'm a detective. (laughs) But, like, the way he says it, and I I guess this is the translation of it, it's funny because it's so nonsense. Hey, what are you doing here? I'm a police detective. You better go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're no police detective. What's going on here? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) just the odd exchanges of words. You're not a detective, you moron. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, and then a real cop shows up on a yeah. bike. I, I want to say the Japanese police force seems woefully inadequate. <laughs> the very big on bicycles. Very big on riding bikes and looking very awkward on them. The, the guy riding the bike did not seem comfortable on that bike. <laughs> Nobody did. Like it was a wobbly bike. He was like, oh, oh freeze, come back here. And saying dumb, dumb lines like that. Um which again could be our you know the English translation just not working. Yeah. Um so Well he, he well Yuji get he got the five hundred thousand. Right. Well yeah, well he collected it. Yeah. Well we, we 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 will get to that. Hang on. So we go to after he saves Yuji. Okay. Yuji is like, I remember you. You're Mr. Noda. You're a VIP member because he has his card that he punches. So, like, he spends all of his time at this bookstore. He spends all of his money. The money that he's not using to pay his own job. His own job. (laughs) Yeah. It's like being a salesman and just buying your own shit. (laughs) Buying Um, your own commission. So so she recognizes him and she remembers him. and, And now they have this moment. And then, you know, she touches his hand. And they have a very tender moment where she's like, oh, Mr. Noda. And... She's like, hey, do you want to be empowered? And he's like, sure. Like he basically he's following her. He'll follow whatever she wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so she takes him to the cult, uh, I'm sorry, the church of love and charity. <laughs> Which you go in there and the fucking guy is just skeeve city. Yeah. And there are all these people in there and they're just they're all in robes. All, they're all, all covered up in these white robes and they're listening to this broken tooth moron just <laughs> Yeah, like this guy's like a human car bunker. I was just... I was gonna kill myself, and then I, I came here, and 
discovered my happiness and right so you go on and then they watch it and he sees the two kids and he's like there are children here and i don't know if, why that was a problem but she's like oh yes we take in orphans and you're like oh well there's i guess there's orphans just running around the city like dogs in uh <laughs> kosovo <laughs> just street urchins just street urchins just wandering that are taken in by this church um so then she says oh do you have a thousand yen it's, yeah it's a thousand or a hundred thousand yen to join and then he and, and then he's like oh so that's that's the only reason that you were yeah. nice to me this was now a I fucking sales it. pitch he's like this is all a setup and she's like oh no and then a whole weird series of events with the kid it was like like, it was just a mess. Um, so he leaves. And what was the other one? Oh, my belief in friendly God. Yes. That that was the translation. And I don't, again, I feel like that was just a weird English translation, <laughs> like direct. This is happy God. You're like, what? This is my friendly God. And you're like, what? Okay. Anyway. Um, and then for some reason, he grabs her boobs. Yeah. Like he, he backed down and then he like, he told her, you know, oh, I'm sorry for yelling. And oh. then it was like, boobs. Hang on. What's <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Is he taking a shit? I, I don't know what happened. He got possessed. <laughs> possessed by a demon for a second. Well, he's Mark he's Paris. sad because Larry King died. Yeah, that's what it is. He's a big Larry King fan. He's like, I love that human lizard. <laughs> he was my favorite television gargoyle. He was, he was my favorite SWAT toy that I would hit. <laughs> Old piece, piece of human of jerky, chewed up jerky, <laughs> a human jerky. Oh, R.I.P. Larry. <laughs> CJ misses you, buddy. I know. Sorry, folks. Um. <laughs> so. Now we go out and and again for some reason now a lot of boobs are involved. But I, in this. but I guess he felt that he could do that because he he's still dying. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck. Fuck, anymore. I don't. I'll just take the this chance. Who gives a shit now? Um, and then he decides to uh, the the girl meets him and she's like, "Hey, are you lonely?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then they go to the cabaret, mm-hmm. which is basically a uh, strip club prostitute den right that's, yeah i guess that's that you would call it um and then we have the fidget angel <laughs> right she was right she was a fidget yeah i was like she's not quite she's yeah she wasn't quite dwarfish proportions but she looked like it but she had like a dwarfish head yeah even for a japanese yeah. woman yeah it was weird they're tiny already but like she was and yeah she was smaller yeah, she but was, not quite yeah, she had those squat dimensions weird Yes, it was, it was very midget, fidgety. It was like chibi not, dimensions. Yeah, like yes, like she was like a human chibi, um, and she was dressed as an angel with horns, and she was doing her little dance. And it was there were the I was I was listening to the song. The song was talking about like fucking renal kidney failure. <laughs> yes, and I was like, I uh, what? Uh, this is the song. Okay, no problem. So <laughs> this is the about, uh, this is the upbeat bar song or whatever. This is you the upbeat bar song. They're talking about renal kidney failure, dying and dying, and then all of a sudden it turns into Japanese laughing. Yeah, 
and these chicks come out in these high go-go boots and they're like waving their their you know their boobs around but they're nobody's nobody's topless yet they're no. all like in their their bikinis and stuff and it's just all acting weird well they got they have bars there where girls just sit at your table it's almost like a hooters well that's what this turned into and they were like giving him drinks and they were the one girl with the spaghetti like i didn't I didn't understand the spaghetti thing. Yeah, she's like she's rolling the spaghetti for him and she's feeding rolling them. Rolling the spaghetti, and they're all laughing like this is the most fun they've had in years. Oh, you're so interesting. Yeah, and you're like, uh, what? <laughs> okay. Um, best line in the movie. Oh, Bruce Willis. You look like Bruce Willis. Ha <laughs> ha. I usually get Jason Statham now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, okay, what? <laughs> it was. It's really. It's good shit. Um. Yuji's having a good time. Yeah, Yuji's just living up because he doesn't give a fuck at this point. But now he comes to realize that there is a price to pay at the end of the night. And he's got his face down against the bar, (laughs) against the table. And, uh, you know, one of the the bruisers is is telling him he owes basically $5,000. Yeah. For the night of fun he just had with drinks and spaghetti <laughs> drinks and being force fed spaghetti and force fed spaghetti and, and dancing girls girls is giggling so, with them yeah for no no good reason so then they beat him up and they throw him out and the one and like they all the girls turn on him and they're like oh you're a disgusting bald perv yeah and they take his money but then they say they he owes them that money still another five yeah another five and then they force him to put his fingerprint on iou yeah, which is so it's so cartoony anime like like in in real world this doesn't happen no, but then you're like okay this guy's life it happens this this is legit <laughs> poor, this is going on poor Yuji's world yeah in Yuji's world this is legit um so they throw him out battered and bruised he's on the ground already beat up having his money stolen and the little kid one of the orphans from the you know the loving charity church. Is happens to be there, and he looks at the kid, and he's like, "You," and he goes, "You better stay away from Kioru," and just starts kicking the shit out of Yuji, <laughs> <laughs> just putting the fucking boots to him, and Yuji gets up and just is gonna waffle this kid, yeah, and that's when the Paris couple show up, and they're like, "He's gonna hit that boy. He's a murderer." Yeah, and you're like, "What? That's a a leap. What is? What a jump? Yeah, it went from he's gonna hit that kid to he's a murderer, and then they start calling for police." And then the same same bike top awkward, shows up. Awkward bike top shows up and goes, "Oh, it's you!" Like he knew him. Like, meanwhile, he didn't do anything earlier. No. But he's look, like, look he's you. a killer. He's a murderer. He's like, "Oh, I, you're right. I instantly I, believe you." I, I better go get him. And he's like, "Get over here, you!" And you're like, "Wait, what?" And what then happened? the most awkward foot to bike chase. The chase scene. <laughs> the chase scene. No one has ever asked for. Because you know, if you're on a bike, you can catch up to a guy who's running pretty easily. Unless, unless you're riding that bike like Jan Brady without your glasses on, <laughs> <laughs> and you happen to crash into the picture you guys have been saving up for <laughs> in the back of the garage, because that's what happened. Every that's wobbly turn, was. every off balance <laughs> fucking pedal. It really was. It was just such a, an awkward chasing. Um. So now, the the. We then we jump to out of nowhere the samurai police force. Okay, I want to I want to address this. We and we'll get to this again <laughs> further down the road. So we have this police force who is oh, 
uh, and I, I did overlook this, and it's going to sound silly, but we have to go. We this this means something. UG was watching a samurai show yes. in his apartment as he got ready for work. Yeah, that don't know what don't know what the context of the show is. Yeah, I think it was a show they made up for the movie. Yeah, but now this this was a thing that need be done because it's important. It'll come up later. It's important later. So now this there's a. These samurai cops. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just happening. because, like, I thought they were like an independent squad or something no, at first, no, and then no, I no, realized they were, they were actually part. They're part of the police department. <laughs> the police department has on its payroll an elite team of it's crazy team of fucking cops. martial artists. So then we cut back to the green hats who meet. They yes. seem to have met in the middle of the town, and they connect their two lines of the chalk that they've been dropping. Yeah. And down comes this glass jar into a dome over this neighborhood. 33 minutes into the movie, we have opening credits. Yes. <laughs> Which I forgot about, and then it happened. I'm like, oh, shit. Wait a minute. Yeah. We never got to this. <laughs> we never did have credits. That's right. Yeah. So they, the lines meet, and they had painted the circle where this giant bottle yes. comes crashing down into the city and the town of asakusa is in chaos <laughs> people are trapped inside now and people are trapped outside which is like even funnier because like the people outside are for some reason trying to get in yeah <laughs> like, just stay the fuck out but nobody on the inside is really trying to get out uh, nobody on the inside knows they're trapped. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> because there's not like there's not like there's people on the opposite side beating against the glass. Like, oh my god, let us out! Like, no, all the people who are outside are just trying to spill in. Are trying to yeah, they're trying to get in, and then like that's where the news. Now they're having news conferences. Uh, what was the commercial with the? Do you want to get your money back? Yeah. What's going on with that? I don't. With the uh, the, the the native like the, the. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. So there's obviously some strong uh, – there's some strong, I guess, ideas about parody racism in Japan. Yeah, I guess uh, you know political correctness, not really a thing. Or you know, maybe they were, they're making a point. They're making a joke about maybe something or – A joke. But there's a guy in blackface with a giant Afro wig and a bone through his nose and a spear <laughs> who's like, I'll get your money back for you if you're owed debt. And you're like, wait, what? I'll, I'll so, kill and eat the people or something? Like what is he like? A, he was like a cannibal? Yeah. He was a cannibal, and he was like, I eat the competition. There. So maybe that was like Yugi was losing his job. <laughs> this was a gimmick? This was what was replacing him? Yeah, like this was the new company coming in. Like this was a bigger company who had TV spots or something. That, I don't has, know. that, that has to be something because I, I swear I've seen that kind of caricature in Japan before with something else. Right, the cannibal, like the crazy cannibal. Yeah, like that's – maybe that's just something that some – Societal some other culture about. thing that oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we're not understanding. So that this is a random commercial, and then they jump to a news report where they're talking about Asakusa being surrounded by the, the dome. It's unbreakable like miles, yeah, unbreakable miles long, and that um, was out two hundred, three hundred meters high or something. And um, with with the uh, with the dome actually falling down, we get our first splatter. We get our first okay. bits of gore. Yes. So we now are watching a couple who are going at it, right? <laughs> right out in the open. Right out. They're like in an alleyway 
Um, and then I'm a, some other dude is taking a piss because he has to pee. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, I guess you had to pee for some reason. Um, and he couldn't wait anymore, and he's pissing on something. The symbol, I wasn't sure what the symbol was. It looked like a little shrine thing. Like a little a Shinto, like a Shinto yeah. thing. And he was peeing on it. And you're like, okay, again, must right. mean something. I don't know what. Um, but now the couple is, is fucking. <laughs> and he's the guy was talking the whole time. He's like, you like it, baby? You like it? And he's like, and it's, again, I thought maybe this is just American translation that yeah. like, they took advantage of. He's got of like long fun. red hair. It's super dyed. And he's like, oh, the baby you have will have long red hair. And you're like, what? <laughs> is happening like dude it's not your real hair guy but anyway um the 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 jar drops cuts off the guy's penis who's taking a piss who's taking a piss spraying blood everywhere (laughs) his penis is on the inside of the glass jar nobody can get to it the couple gets cut in half their upper torsos are removed (laughs) their bottom halves are still pumping still fucking they're still fucking (laughs) And it's just, you're just like, what? What? No reason for it. It was just a funny and cool effect. And if you didn't know what you were in for at this point. You now know. Now you know. Now understand you're fucked. Because this is the rest of the movie is this. So, Yuji ends up in prison. Yes, he's a murderer. They finally caught up to him. The killer. They caught the murderer and they beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Everybody's poor guy. And beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he's like made of iron. Everybody just keeps and beating yeah. the fucking well, piss out of him. He just gets his head kicked in the whole time. And so now he's in he's in prison. Um, <clears throat> and then the green hats show up. Yes. Like And like they just murder everybody in the police station, number one. But they also, they show up to him and they show up to other people that he's met. Right. Well, well that, that, get, that gets explained later, which I was, I liked in this. Um. So she shows up and she says to him, you love wars. You can't accept diversity. Death to you all. And she unleashes the meatball machine. Yeah, she basically explodes into the meatball machines. Yeah, she starts taking her, her uh, raincoat and her hat off. Like her head off, like her face. And like it was just, it yeah, was just like a disguise. A yep. and, and so now she's just all made of meatball machines. Like the headpieces. So... They just, you know, you assume they just go to all these people and attach and you watch. Now, we watch the scene of the symbiote. It is way more elaborate than the first in the first movie. Yeah. And you know what's going on now. You understand what is happening. So basically you're watching them, you know, the it drills into the eyes and it controls you, and then you have the little monster in your brain controlling your whole body. Yeah, who looks a little bit different now than it did in the first yes, one. They have, yeah, these have uh, these have hands on where their eyes come out of. Yeah, so it's like a skull, which is kind of funny. It's a cool, it's, it's, a, it's a cool little prop. I would love to have one of these things. Just like the, yeah, the little hands, <laughs> little arms um, and stuff coming out of where the eyeballs should be, and they're controlling that, the joysticks that control the body. They control the body. So, Basically, your whole nervous system, again, is, is taken over. So you're like, all right, great. Um, so Yuji gets attacked with it. And while it's being taken over, while he's being taken over, he's like, fuck it. I'm ready to die. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. Like, I'm done with the day. Fuck off. He's so, f- yeah, he's so fed yeah. up. He's done. 
and now they do they and they were very good in keeping the audience with them because they cut back to the doctor deadpan in the face going you have cancer (laughs) (laughs) now we understand what this black form taking over the symbiote uh entrails yeah basically his cancer cells kill the parasite yeah and they make it they make it explode like a power ranger villain but it's all done in quick cuts of the doctor going, it's cancer. The black visual of, of the, the little cords being twisted and turning black. And then the fucking symbiote just exploding in his brain. I love how they had to remind you of that because you've been watching him get his ass kicked. The whole time. Like, oh, I forgot he had cancer. I was just watching him yeah. get, watch this poor guy get beaten for the last half hour. <laughs> but I feel, again, I, I think like that's why they did such a great job with keeping everybody together. Because they're like, okay, look, don't forget, yeah. he's got cancer. This is why this is why he kind of is able to fight it off. Yes. So now, Yuji is a meatball machine. He's got the armor and he's got the bio weapons on him. So instead of going through his eyes, he grabbed them and he stabbed them into his head. Because he's like, fuck it, I want to kill myself. <laughs> so now he's got cool, like, horns. These horns. But all that's doing is, like... It's allowing him to be transformed, but he keeps his, his own consciousness and memory. Yeah. So now he's a different type of, of you know, meatball machine sort of deal. Like Yuji was in the first film. He's able – his humanity but, is able to remain. Yes. So now he's kind of like, what the fuck? And now the, the samurai cops are in there. Because <laughs> the one cop gets taken over completely. Right. So he has the big gun. Yes, and then the samurai so now, squad yes. comes in. So let's talk about the samurai squad. We have the leader who has the Hitler mustache. Yes. Okay. Then we have the girl with the kasurigama, the, the chain, but it's a jump rope. It's a rope. Just a rope. It's a rope instead of a chain. Um, then we have the Tanfa guy who, ha- who seemed to have stolen Necroborg material <laughs> for the Tanfas because like, they were like super futuristic looking. Yeah, they had like blades at the end. and Yeah, they were weird. And then we had the Jackie Chan-looking dude with stools. Yes, I, that was totally just a parody of Jackie Chan. Well, completely, especially yeah, while we get into that, too. Because he fought with stools in a movie, I think. Yes, but this guy was fighting with stools. With like little little weapons. baby, like, kid stools. Yes, but he was using them as, as weapons. It was tremendous. <laughs> um, like so now the, the samurai force, you know, jumps in on this, and they start fighting. They seem to be confused with Yuji. They're like, oh, here's one of them. Yeah, because Yuji gets out, and they start beating the shit out of him. Yeah. But then he starts helping them fight the other one. Necroborg cop comes, and now they start fighting Necroborg cop, and Yuji helps them. And the guy with the tonfas is like, hey, they're helping him. He's helping us. (laughs) (laughs) But then they're still going to chase him anyway. They keep the audience with him by by explaining, hey, he's with us. Let's not attack him yet. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) You're like, all right, terrific. Um, the fight scenes are actually pretty good. I kind of, I actually, I did, I did dig it. Um, one of the things I did like was the Yuji exposition because he was watching, he was watching, um, his old boss. No, no, I'm sorry, he was watching the Nori guy. And, yes, and the other... Right, and, and then the jackhammer guy. The jackhammer guy, yeah. 
and the jackhammer guy was beating the shit out of the nori guy because you can't use nori as weapons. Yeah. So they <laughs> established that. Just to, to say that. Well, now this is the UG exposition where he's like uh, the anomalacris. That's what they're called. The anomalacris thing. And he goes, whatever they're obsessed with becomes the weapon. Yes. So then we see the jackhammer guy defeat the, the Nori Borg. And basically he's like, he did like from the first one, he pulls out his headpiece and then he, he inhales it. He doesn't eat it. Yeah. He doesn't he eat inhales, the parasite. He inhales some the purple, purple like mist. Yes. And then Yuji just automatically goes, it's like cocaine. <laughs> because when he inhales, because when he inhales it, he gets like an upgrade. You get upgrades. That's right. So now you beat a Necroborg, you get to take their shit and upgrade your own. Yeah, and you get strong. Because now Jackhammer guy got a better weapon. So now we all under, we're all caught up to speed of what's going on. And the other guy that was everybody's running past Yuji, looking at him like a freak monster. <laughs> yes. And, and he's just running past him like, oh, hi, hi, hi. Sorry, and sorry. The one guy's like, you got to help me. You got to help me. And he gets yanked by the other Necroborg and is made into another human shield, which was a big thing in part one. Yeah. And uh, so, like, this guy gets wrapped up and he's used as a human shield. <laughs> getting swung about. Yeah, he's getting beat. He's hitting other people with him. So, again, we're like, we're watching this poor son of a bitch getting fucking messed up. Um, Paris hat couple, they come in, they're like, oh, hey, there's the guy who, hey, he's not a murderer. And, like, they've changed their tune completely about Yuji. Yeah, now that he looks like a monster, he's fine. Now that, right, now that he looks like a monster, he's okay because he's helping everyone. He's here to fight them. No, he's not a murderer. And, you know, like, so now, like, they've changed their minds on him. But at this point, it's too late. They need to be. They need to be dealt with. Yeah, and uh, poetic justice. They are both beheaded by a necroborg and then used as a weapon. Yeah, which was very cool. Like the the necroborg so hooks them up cool. to like a chain, and basically he starts using their heads as nunchuck like ends. But then they yeah, they're like, conscious again, and they're connected to the necroborg, so they know what he's thinking. Yeah. So they wrap <clears throat> around Yugi, and on both sides of Yugi's ears are. The the man and the woman Paris hat couple. Yeah, and I and, and I thought that they were going to stay like that. Yeah, like for the, the rest the, of the movie, I would have popped <laughs> the Rosie Greer Ray Milan thing. Yeah. Um. So, basically, what happens now is they tell him, "Look, we're still connected with him. We understand what's going on now." Yeah. So they try to help Yuji by telling him, "Think of a weapon." Make sure you get, you know, think of something strong. Think of a weapon. So now Yugi starts making his own bioweapons by thinking about it. So now he knows how to kind of control this. Well, he was thinking back to the samurai show. Right. Well, And then he made the two blades. And then he made the blades arm, come out of his arm. Which was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it looked cool. Like it was, it was very Giver. It was cool. Um, so. They do themselves just, a disservice by making these just movies, by the way. I feel this like could imagine the anime. Yeah, or or just a series, just a TV series in general. It's a fight a new Necroborg every week. But now, this is again this this was getting chaotic at this point. Yeah, because the action the action didn't stop. 
No, from here on out, it just yeah, it never. I don't think it ever lets up for a second. No, it just keeps going. Um, and this whole time during all the fighting, we keep cutting back to to Yugi, and Yugi's like, "I have to apologize to Kioro." Yeah, I was rude to her. <laughs> I had to make sure she's safe. I have to make yeah. Well, then he, <clears throat> that got tied into it, but it, it was like I was rude to her. I should apologize properly to her. <laughs> it's very Japanese. That yeah, that was his motivation for going and, and talking to her and finding her, and then that turned into I want to make sure she's safe. But uh, so you're like, all right, okay, <laughs> if she's protected, I can apologize. Right, right. So Yuji goes to find her. Um, car guy has turned into a Neckerborg, and he's part car, which is really sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he kidnaps Yugi, and. Because uh, he he's got oh. his front arms are like the car. It's almost like they're motorcycle forks. Yeah, motorcycle forks with the wheels, and the back end is the is the uh, bookstore, bookstore guy. Yeah, as like a dolly. Yeah, with wheels on and the his back, head's smacking on the floor. <laughs> um, so shitty kid Jiro, he gets meatballed. Yeah, he gets cut up, which is good because he's a little prick. And the and the and, the guy stuffs his arms into his exhaust things and makes like extended exhaust ports. Yes, with with hands now. So and so now, he kidnaps Kioru, kidnaps the little girl. Yeah, and then he they take off. Yuji does the jump before he leaves, and he's like, "No!" And he just <laughs> dives and he makes it. He lands on the fucking guy, the book clerk, <laughs> and he's just grinding his face into the asphalt. And the guy in the the book owner is going, "Ow, no, not the asphalt!" <laughs> he's getting his face ground into the floor. So there's a lot of this, like, this is all green screen ridiculous hilarity yeah. going on right now. There's no no attempt it's to just, make this look any no. semblance of it really happening. No, like, this looks very Tim and Eric. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> so we, we go on this chase scene for, for what seemed to be hours. It's long, yeah. Right? Um but the end of the chase scene ends with Kaoru taking her top off and lassoing, lassoing this car guy. Because <laughs> Yuji's been knocked off at this point, so now it's just her on there. Yeah, right? and then she's like, take me to the church. Yeah, and she wraps her, her shirt over his face and then puts her bra her over bra his head. Over his eyes, so he's like, she's being straddled like a horse and driven. <laughs> and she's bucking him. She's bucking him to the church. Yeah. So again, completely this topless. Is all happening nonstop, over and over. Yeah, and and it's just insane. Um, and I I do actually I forget. Do had we gone back to the cabaret yet? No, we have not. No, no because now he ends up there. Yeah, because he gets thrown off of. The car. The car, and he gets thrown in through the window, right? Or something like that? Is that what happens? With, yeah, yes. Um, with and, with the samurai squad, who's also yeah, there. Who? Well, they were already there. Yeah. <clears throat> they were fighting They were fighting the the titty necroborgs. <laughs> All the sex uh, borgs. All the sex borgs, who, the one girl with the twirly, uh, the twirly fork with the spaghetti. Yeah. She has this twirly fork necroborg weapon. Sure. Yeah, it was just so <laughs> insanity. Um, and the one the head girl, 
boob machine yeah, guns. The boob machine guns that just sprayed milk. And it was just blood. And the guy's going, you can't kill me with breast milk. And she's like, oh, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> so it, was, it really was just a fucking mess. Like, this was just chaotic and nuts. Um, all the while, this, like, I don't want to call it polka music. <clears throat> yeah. But it was like Japanese anime music. This weird J-pop. Yes, yes. Song playing in and the background. Because they do a parody of the of the skit that he saw when he got in there. Like they do it yeah. over again, but like they all come yeah. out and it's all fucked up because the little the little fidget's been killed. She's been killed. She yeah, she has the things jammed in her head. The knives jammed in her head where the horns yeah. were. So now yeah, we, we there's blood and, and chaos all over the place in in, in the burlesque bar. <clears throat> and the samurai squad's in there and they're fighting. And at one point the Jackie Chan guy gets drunk and starts doing drunken monkey. Yeah. And like he's just legit just it's Jackie Chan. You know what I mean? Like it was just a goof on Jackie Chan. Um got the same the haircut. Guy looked, the guy looked at him and everything. He did the whole bit. So again, now the movie's just ramping up to who knows what. <laughs> Like, how much further can we go? Yeah, where are we going with this? We're we're at maximum, like, it's overload now. Yeah, we're at maximum of absurdity and ridiculousness. So, Cause, like, Because they team up and they take down all the, the women. Well, right. So now Yuji and the samurai squad are all there. The, and the, you know, the, the one with the Hitler mustache gets killed. He gets killed, and now he makes it his business to say, make sure you get them. Did you did you see them do this Hitler salute to him? Yeah, yeah, they did. The, they did a, a Sieg Heil, but then they do a salute. Yes. So it's different. So it's just enough that you just see it come different. out, and then they do yeah, the salute, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I see um, what you did there. Yeah, I saw what you guys did. You naughty little monkeys. So <sighs> we get to our we get to the back to the church. Where now it is the priest is he's there. Yeah, what was his weapon? I can't remember. I, now, here, here was my thing. I thought it was going to be like money because that's what he's obsessed with. Yeah. But he kept – he was just saying love and, love and charity and love and charity. Like, and his teeth were different. Like his teeth were fixed it looked like. <laughs> he had better teeth as a necroborg. He had better teeth as a necroborg, which is weird. Um, so like to try to explain all of it in detail is just kind of silly, but I'm I'm amazed that you've remembered everything pretty well chronologically because any one of these scenes can just be, you could have forgotten that happened. Yeah. And it's like, how would you know? (laughs) Um, but then again, we come to the end where even Kaoru, Kaoru gets turned. Yeah. Um, and there's some sort of like goddess kind of thing. Yes. Because her and the kid become a necroborg together. Together, yeah. Like and like the melting. kid's head is in her stomach. And it's, yeah, very Kwatu. And it's basically the, okay, well, and I would, this is what I was inferring from this. They were kind of doing that thing where it's like, okay, the child was involved. And the child doesn't have hate or uh, intolerance. Yeah, that's what I was. That's how I felt. And she was already enlightened. 
Right. She had already become happy. Right by by this church, even though even though they they imply that she was sold as a sex slave, a sex worker, yeah, <laughs> she was gonna kill herself. That's nah, fine. You're right. You you don't have to worry about that stuff. Um, <laughs> don't 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 bring the whole movie down. Dig a little too deep. Yeah, and then um, so again, now it turns into this thing where Yugi and her are happy and they're sitting at the table yeah like things got fixed they have a a moment where it's like this would have would have happened if they had gotten together yeah and all of a sudden everything is happy and and they're all at this wonderful table like this fantasy is going on and it turns out they're still necroborgs yeah and they're more or less like assimilated each other i guess and they're yeah they're embracing like a hug and so like that's what happened. Like they're still Necroborg, but they think they're in this a safer place. Yeah, like they've, they've almost like they've died. This is and how... that like, yeah, like currently their their brains are just on autopilot, and they're imagining this simulation over and over again. Yeah, and they're, they're, the reality is they're a twisted mass of fucking of Necroborg, <laughs> Necroborg guts. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, oh, well, there you go, like. It was it was more of a of a darker ending, but similar to the first, where they're like, "Oh, these people who were destined to be in love can never be," and now they're going to spend the rest of their eternities fighting for us. Yeah, and then they and also we we kind of skipped over the fact that the people who are outside the glass, they if they touch the glass, it projects their I, what, insecurities or something or like. Stuff about them, like they were just weird sayings, like "I wish I could burn people" or something like that, or like "I'm." It was weird messages that were coming out of them. It was very abstract. I might not have heard that, man. Yeah, like there was all these sayings, like they, they it was like absorbing their negative feelings. Oh wow! Well, again, I think this was a point of um, the Necroborgs used us because they we seek were... out people who are turmoil and, and issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why they were, that's why we're easy to use because not only are we better machines, but our insecurities and our negative thoughts and vibes are easier to, I guess, take over or whatever. Yeah. And, and they're easier to make a nice uh, energy drink out of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's now that was the big <laughs> reveal. The big reveal is, all this goes on, and the Necroborgs, every time the Necroborgs are killed or whatever, it, it you know basically fills up this jar with juice. Yeah. And the everything inside the jar gets nuked. Yes. And every, so, like, the whole neighborhood is fucked. <laughs> everybody gets killed and liquefied. Yeah. And, again, you're you're like, okay, what? And the jar is picked up and then made into a juice on a commercial with a with what seems to be like a black dude. Yes. I think it was Japanese guy. <laughs> they had to find the, the one black dude in Japan. Yeah, it was it was really, really odd. And that's so, where yeah, the, that's uh, where our tale comes to a close. Yep. Um and then they uh we end our, our meatball machine to Kotaku. <laughs> So it was, it was, yeah, 
It, it really was. It really. I. That's that's like I said. A, a plus for being able to describe that. Best movie way to describe this movie is. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took them about eleven years to come out with a sequel, and they they fucking made up for they lost time. They really did. Um, again, one of the movies that I I thoroughly enjoy, and I would you know it would definitely be a double feature in anybody's anybody's book, man. Yeah. I think this is our first uh, completely positive month. Oh yeah, that's that's a good good point. So you know it's going to come. <laughs> it's going to be well, way way downhill from here. You didn't? Did you look at what I sent you? Uh, was that the uh, was that the werewolf one or no? That was the uh, oh yes. Uh, oh boy, the zombie king. Yes. Which, uh, <laughs> wow! That's all I gotta say, man. Wow. Is that a is that a foreign film? No, no. It looked like it. the The poster. I wish like it. it. I wish it was. No, they did a very. Uh, they did an anime like a, a very like old school Marvel comics, like thirties, forties comics thing. Yeah. That's what they were doing with it. It's like, like the like silver masked. Uh... Well, yeah, that was their thing. <clears throat> I think it. I think it was kind of a love letter to like this El Santo movies and yeah, shit like that. Um, and by love letter, I mean a love letter written by a thalidomide baby. <laughs> <laughs> love letter flipper. written in crayon. Yeah, by a flipper baby. Head butted by into the page. It's just unfucking real. Uh, but well, yeah, we're gonna there's... we're gonna hit back. We're gonna hit back hard. So we're going to have to figure something out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe we can get a ride or die party. <laughs> maybe it'll be ride or die month. It'll be ride or die month. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll find a – I wonder if we could find a horror movie with just simps who watch horror movies and are killed repeatedly, one one after the other <laughs> Some, during their during their viewing. Is there like a, a thought killer? Some twitch thought kills people. <laughs> Thought, <laughs> thought. So yeah, that's uh, that is Meatball Machine Kadaku, yes. and uh, we know you're gonna enjoy it. If you're if if you're listening to this show, you're gonna enjoy that movie. Both movies, both movies both, have a glowing recommendation. Movies, I suggest watching because... them both at once, and watch The Giver with them as well. Throw those. Yeah, in. and then, basically, and then if you basically want to see a good, yeah, like uh, okay. And I don't I don't like saying this because I don't I don't mean this in a derogatory way. Watch this and then you watch an amazing anime or movie like The Giver. Yeah. Which is played more serious than this. Which yeah, played way more serious and much, much tighter. It's very cool. Um But the same positive. kind of special effects, and that's what I appreciate that. Well, and then again, Screaming Mad George was uh for the Giver. He did the uh effects for the Giver. So Right there, you're 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 talking about quality right off the bat. Shan't so, be disappointed. Uh, no, not at all. You shan't. So again, uh, I guess I guess if anybody wants to do their thing, you send us your bullshit. You know the emails. You know all the it's other. All crap. in the description, and pass it along to people. Yeah, spread this like you know, a plague out there. Even if you don't like them, make sure they can just 
fuck them and be like, yeah, <laughs> check the show out. Actually, I, I, you know, send them to your enemies. Send this show to your worst enemy. Yeah. And be like, hey, you know what? Go fuck yourself. And then just, just put our, our link. And they'll be like, well, go fuck yourself. I don't understand. And they'll understand after they've, after they've had to listen to this. So, all right, everybody. I guess that's about it. We will get back at you uh, for next month with something else, and we'll let you know uh, what we're doing. Um, don't forget, do Chuck's live feed on the Wednesday after Horseman. Yep. Uh, um, we do – I know Chuck does the Sunday thing every now and then. More or less. Yeah, it's been not harder gonna, to be consistent. Commit you to it. Yeah, I'm not going to commit you to that. That's that's an added bonus that you give to these monkeys. It's a t- I realized when I like, – because I was doing it for December, you know, just for the holidays. Right. And then it's like uh, it's hard to – It's hard to keep it up. I know. Yeah, it's hard to keep that day up. I mean Wednesday, it's, you know, whatever. We, we go and we have our set day. Sunday, not so much. But well, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's – uh, Bonus content. Bonus content. That's – I was trying to think the uh, – I kept the, keep thinking of Kingpin. Soap and Mary Income? <laughs> <laughs> Go take that outside and finish that, will you? For you two people who tune into the Sunday show, you know. Right. It's a supplementary Income, basically what it comes down to. Yeah, that was the secondary – it was always a, it was always an unofficial kind of deal. Yeah, it was just a little extra something that we could do. Um, so when Chuck gets to do it, he does it. If not, don't bitch about it. Yeah, relax. You're, yeah, you're always going to get the dedicated day on Wednesday. And uh, we had just got done with uh, Silent Hill last Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, Chuck finished. So if you missed that, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Check it out. It'll be up there for another week or so. Shouldn't have missed it, you piece of shit. You got to get there. You got to join in on the fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess from that point on, we'll figure out what we're going to do. And we'll uh, we'll try to drag Kat back to the next show. Yeah. You know, see if she's not too busy with her other ride or die bitches. Yeah, because we do we do have discussions and stuff, and I want to get her input on uh, certain topics. And uh, like on, a, I would have liked to got her topic uh, her her on meatball machine, but well, yeah. What do you do? Some people just don't get the nuance and and highbrow, you know, storytelling that uh, meatball machine Kodaku gives. Oh, and that was the. Uh, just to go back to it real quick, the last visual scene when it was a giant meatball <laughs> that came out of the ground. <laughs> so like that was, and I was just like, oh, what? Because you couldn't tell what the fuck it was, and it kind of looked yeah. like a nut. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what the hell is this? And you're thing? like, oh, it's a meatball. And it could have just been a nut, and you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, I would have accepted it if it was I'd a giant testicle. I'd been me. like, that's fair, fair enough. <laughs> Understood. At this point, I'm just I'm just inured to it. Like I'm just completely immune to whatever this movie's throwing at me. <laughs> whatever you literally put in our lap, we are going to. Take right <laughs> I've been now. inside this living nightmare for so long. Nothing <laughs> nothing bothers me. We have weathered the storm. We can take whatever else you're going to throw at us. The only question is, do we got to wait another decade for a to new meatball machine? Yeah, it's just every every ten years it comes around. It's like a comet. Well, if that happens, we will be back with our reunion in ten years. <laughs> yes. All of any of us who are alive ten years from now, we'll yeah, see you all we'll, again uh, in Meatball we'll Machine tour, Ten uh, Rudo, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I Ten Rudo, the Meatball Machine, Meatball Machine Sakuko. All right, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I still won't know the translation. Meatball Machine Turnamaku. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yes. We need to. Maybe we need to contact the director. Yeah, I think we just need to do Turnamaku. 
Just tell him. Just say, look, sir. Sir, we need to we need to make sure you understand this. Now, Turnamaku. That's the Japanese word for tournament, as we all know. That is true. <laughs> That's if we learned anything. If we've learned nothing else. That is your Japanese lesson for today. So with that, we will take our leave of you people. Yep. And uh, we want you all to have a wonderful weekend. And by the time you're hearing this, it'll probably be another weekend, right? I'll put it out today. Oh, look at you. I'll get it out to you guys today. Look at you with the fucking actions. That is my dedication to you. And that's why you are producer of the year. <laughs> that is why I have earned the title of producer of the year. Exactly. Despite what the haters say. Despite this uh, MSG guy, whatever the hell shit he's talking in. Whatever Hameen's bullshit he's trying to post. I, I, who knows what, what kind of money he's got wrapped up in this. Yeah, who knows what scam. It's all shenanigans, it's I tell scheme. you. So, yeah, we will uh, talk to you guys soon. And uh, insert witty catchphrase. Here. Yep. Right here. Do that. <laughs> Get it in post. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. See you. Later. <laughs>